Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. I'm going to minister a word with a very unique title, at least to me. And it's simply, Live Like You're Special to God. Live like you're special to God. Tell somebody, live like you're special to God. Tell someone you are special to God. Say, say this, I am special to God. I'm going to do everything I can to get that in your spirit. Live like you're special to God. As we discover as believers each day how much God loves us, our love grows for him. (laughs) As we discover how special God is, we also learn how special God has made us. The more we realize how special we are, the less foolishness we do. We see these scenarios play out in the world constantly with, with, with celebrities, athletes, entertainers, where they're, they're very, very famous, they're loved by many, uh, they've got a lot of money, and they go to a nightclub and do something stupid. They don't realize how special they are. When you begin to realize how special you are, there are certain places you never go. When, when you begin to realize how special you are, there are certain people you just can't hang around. You don't even look for an excuse to tell them anymore. You just don't answer your phone. So I'm going to go through some scenarios biblically as well as experientially to help us understand how to live like we're special to God. Turn to Psalm 90, Psalm 90, the first verse, Psalm 90. It says, this is a prayer of Moses, the man of God. This is a prayer that Moses prayed. He says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Thank you for your anointing. Before the mountains were brought forth, or or ever thou hast formed the earth, and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Hmm. In, in, in this prayer, Moses addresses God not by his covenant name of Jehovah, but this word, Lord, here is God's authoritative name, Adonai. 
It means ruler, Lord. Moses is praying. He's talking to God while he's expressing to the people who happen to be us in this generation that God has proven himself. God has proven himself uh, not just as Israel's God. All right. Moses says, God, you haven't just proven yourself to be God. We, you've proven that. We know you're God already. I hope somebody is hearing the preacher. I, I, I hope there's nobody watching, nobody present, that God needs to prove that he's God to you. Hmm. And this is what Moses is saying. God, you, you don't have to prove to us you're our God. You, you've done that. <laughs> he says, but you've went beyond that. You've proven that you're not just Israel's God, but you've proven to be our home. This, 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 this should mean so much more to us as we are in the throes of epidemic levels of homelessness. If you've ever been homeless, you will understand what I'm talking about. Because, see, 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 you can have a good job, a good education, but if you lack a home, there's something that it deeply deprives you of that you identify with personally. I have no home. I have no value. I have no place. I have no roots. So, so Moses is saying, God, you've not only proven yourself to be Israel's God, but you went beyond that. You have proven you're our home. We'll never be homeless. Now that we know who you are as our God, we'll never be homeless. What does he say? He says, from generation to generation, you've been our dwelling place. No, no matter how crazy we acted, you never put us out. No matter how many gods we ran off and followed, you never put us out. You never put us out and left us homeless. That means more to me. How many of you has God ever kicked you out? You told you don't come back to the church, told you I'll never take care of you. That's the last dumb thing you'll ever do. He's never done it. He's never done it. He said, you've proven to be our home from generation to generation, from age to age, no matter the circumstances or the situations in the world, we always had you. Do, do, do you realize how special you are that you always have God? Look at someone and tell them, you will always have God. You, you, you need to realize how special that is. It, the, when the economy is down, you'll still have God. When a, 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 when, a, when a virus rises up and nobody knows what to do, you'll still have 
God, no matter what, oh, we, we need to realize what Moses is conveying here, that no matter what comes and what goes in this world, we'll always have God. And that makes us special. <laughs> See, don't, don't let folk fool you. Tell somebody, don't let folk fool you. And I'm talking about folk that don't go to church and folk that <clears throat> don't say they, they don't love God and they don't say God ain't real. Don't, don't let them folk fool you. They are tormented in the midnight hour when they don't have a God to pray to that we have to pray to. They are tormented when they can't sing the songs we just sang up here and feel his presence. Don't let them fool you. Stop letting folk fool you. Because all you have to do is remember when you didn't have a God. But somebody said, but now that I got him. <laughs> Moses is telling us through his prayer that we have, like Israel, of course he's talking about Israel, but we are grafted in, Romans chapter 8, 9, 11. We have the God of the universe as a roommate. Yeah, I had to say it to you like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, 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 we're rooming with the God of the universe, Elder Carlin. We shacking with. Yeah, maybe that ain't a good word. We're, we're, we, have, we have God letting us room with him. And, and you don't have to pay any rent. We get to live with God. Write that down. Write it down. Write it down. Both. We get to live with God. We live with God. You got to understand this. You got to get this in your mind, in your spirit. You got to meditate on what it means to actually live with God. Now, now, some of you get it already because you've had some bad roommates. You ever had a roommate that ate all your food? I'm, I'm not going to go there because I remember Cameron had a roommate in college. That was an ordeal. Anyway, Moses said, we... Israel gets to live with the ruler of the universe. We live with the God that makes all the decisions in the universe. <laughs> you should never worry about getting any of your questions answered. When you realize you live with God who has all the answers. How special is that? See, some of this may seem so far-fetched for some of you all because you never thought about it like this. But let me stop and say this. I'll come back and address it a little bit further, preferably. 
This is why we go to church. To learn these things so they become truth in us and they get activated in our lives so when we leave the church, we're not disgusted, frustrated, and fearful. Why? Because we know we're special to God. God going to work this out. God got this. Trouble don't last always. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Why, why, why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows fall? I don't even like that song, but his eye is on the sparrow. If I know his eye on the sparrow, he watched. I'm special to God. I'm way more than a sparrow. See, this is why, this is why I believe, this is why I do believe that, that, that you know, some of y'all in our generation, mine and younger, you need to turn your cell phone off, drag yourself to the park or to the beach, and just watch the birds. And you'll realize how special you are. Living with God is an honor and a privilege. That's another reason we should come to church, because when we come into the meeting place of God, which is the church, we experience his presence, and it reminds us of what it's going to be like in eternity. This is a blessing to be able to come to church. This is a blessing to be able to get in the presence of God. <laughs> it's a special thing to be invited into the house of God. We let the devil trick us. See, somebody listening to me right now, you, you need an upgrade in your living conditions. And, and God's going to upgrade you because you're special to him. You just need to know that it's okay to go to the next level. Mm -mm -mm. See, because the fact of the matter is, write this down. The fact of the matter is everybody can't live with God. <laughs> Everybody can't live with God. Let's, let's, let's go to the scriptures. Psalm 24, verses 3 through 5. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy presence? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul to vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. David, in his song, says, who, what creature, what creature can be in God's presence? What creature can go up to the mountain of God? What creature can stand in God's presence and enjoy and endure his presence? Only those 
that have clean hands and a pure heart. Everybody can't live with God. It doesn't matter if you want to live with him. There are certain conditions that have to be met in order to live with God. In other words, it takes special people. <laughs> it takes special people. Remember, remember, remember the, uh, uh, the two thieves when Jesus was being crucified on either side of him. And uh, they, were, they were talking back and forth. And, you know, one was like, look, look, if he was all that, well, why don't he save himself? Shoot, if I was, man, that, that brother in bad shape. And, and the other guy said, listen, man, you need to stop. I'm, I, this is obviously not King James Version. <laughs> and and, and other, he's like, man, you need to chill that. You need to just stall with that, man. He, he, we deserve to be up here, not him. And, and so he, he says, he says, he says, Lord, <laughs> remember me when you come into your kingdom. Another way, in, in, in context of this message, I, I can hear him say, Lord, make me special. I won't be like this cat. I've been like this cat all my life, and that's why I'm dying now cause, as a criminal because I, I wasn't living a special life. I was living like a normal, jacked-up sinner, and he's still thinking like that. But me looking at you, I realize something special about you. Remember, think about me when you come into your kingdom. And then Jesus said, today, I make you special right now. I'm going to make you special right now, today. You know, God can make you special right now. No matter what you did last night. You might have crack, fentanyl in your purse, wallet right now. God can make you special right now. You can, be, you can have been a fool for 40 years and God make you special today. You can have been a fool for 60 years and God make you special today. All you got to do is want to be special and he'll make you special so you can live the rest of your life with him Today, you'll be with me. Paradise. Man, from a life of sin to paradise, just like that. But Lord, you've been my dwelling place. Through all generations. You realize how special you are? How much time I got? Okay. Amos 3 and 2 says, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. This is what God said to Israel through the prophet Amos. You are the only people on the entire face of the globe I chose to be family with. Selah. Think about that for a minute. 
God chose Israel out of all the people groups on the globe and made them special. Wow. See, hmm, I pray you hear this by the Spirit. Most religious practicing Jews, without a doubt, believe they are loved more than anybody else on the planet. And therefore, they expect God to do for them what he won't do for anybody else. Because they are special. They're God's chosen people. That is a aspect of <laughs> understanding God's love the church don't have. I'll try to say this quickly. When you read the Old Testament and you need to read your Bible, when you read the Old Testament, you'll begin to see how God strategically ingrained that thinking into them. From bringing them out of Egypt, giving them the word in the wilderness, and so on and so forth, and signs, wonders, and miracles, uh, always rescuing them every time they needed him. God ingrained that in them. God will always be here for us. But I don't know if you've noticed in the Protestant <laughs> persuasion of which Pentecostals and Charismatics are also a part, too many of us are always working to get God to like us and do something for us. Selah. You don't think God love you deep down in your heart because of slavery, because of Jim Crow, because of racism, because of crime, because of poverty. If God loved me, why am I in this condition? So you're looking for ways to get God to love you when you don't realize he already does. We just, Angie, well, she just sang it, not by herself, but the lyrics she was singing, I'm already loved. I know who I am. I'm already chosen. You got to believe that. You got to believe you're special to God. If you're going to live like you're special to God, you got to believe you're special to God. You can tell too many don't believe it by how you live. God chose Israel. He said it when the creator of the universe tells you, I handpick you. What else you going to do but just walk around with your chest out? God chose me. Get thee behind me, Satan. God chose me. How else you going to? How else you going to be a little 16-year-old boy and kill a 10-foot giant? 
God chose me. I don't care how big you are. I don't care where you came from. God chose me. I'm special to God. You're not. You uncircumcised, you're not special to God. How you going to defeat me? I'm special. Somebody lift your hands right there. You're special. You're special to God. You're special to the creator of the universe. That's why Paul said things like, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Actually, Isaiah said that. That's why the scripture says, no weapon. You're special. What weapon would God let hurt you? That's why Paul said we can do all things through Christ in Philippians. You're special. Everybody can't claim that. It's only when we believe it we start living like it. Got 17 minutes. See, going to church becomes a privilege when you discover you are the church. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Going to church becomes a privilege when you realize God picked us out over millions of people. You're not just here because your car drove you here. You're here because God handpicked you and saved you. You didn't get saved on your own. God picked you. That's why we're called the elect of God. God chose you. When you realize God chose you, it's not hard to praise God. You think about, man, God chose me. He skipped over your brother. Some of your brothers ain't even saved. Some of your siblings ain't even saved. Some of your siblings in hell, but God picked over them and saved you. You're special. Some of your co-workers, you witnessed to them for years. They never got saved. God chose you. You're special. What are you thinking? He looked over so many people. Got your mind right. Just enough daylight broke into your crazy mind, and you got saved. That's because you're special. You ain't that smart. But you forgot you're special. We forgot we're special. So we don't live like it. We live like ordinary people because you think like an ordinary person. You forgot you're special. Deuteronomy 7. Verse number six, 
For thou art holy, excuse me, thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Can you imagine growing up hearing that all your life? Generation after generation, eventually you're going to believe it. Can you imagine growing up saying, you ain't going to be nothing. You're going to be like your old drunk daddy. You ain't going to be nothing. You, you, you ain't gonna... That no wonder. There's a difference, isn't it? Growing up here and God said, I chose you. I picked you out of all the people. You special. Ain't nobody like you. Ain't nobody like our relationship. Can you imagine growing up hearing that for hundreds of years? No wonder they believe they were special. In Romans 11, Paul tells us that Israel, he calls Israel the olive tree, which prophetically most people realize. And he says that some of the branches were broken off, the tribes were broken off, and they were scattered. And then he says, but God chose the Gentiles, that's us. And he grafted us in. Tell somebody I'm grafting in. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't have to be a Hebrew Israelite. I'm grafted in. I'm just as much a Hebrew and an Israelite. I'm grafted. I'm spiritually grafted in. I don't have to come up with a new religion. Somebody shout, I'm grafted in. I'm just as special as Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm grafted in. I'm special. Give me a pamphlet that somebody wrote. I know already. I read the Bible. We're grafted in. Splice. Some of you gardeners know what I'm talking about. You can splice a plant. Take a branch, connect it to a tree just right. And the branch that was going to die will live because the tree is living. That's how special, that's how special you and I are. First Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priest of the holy nation, a peculiar, special, special, special. That's why you don't smoke, drink, or chew and hang around those that do. That's why you don't go hang around the strip club making it rain. I'm special. I'm peculiar. I don't do that. Ordinary people do stuff like that. Regular people do stuff like that. I don't live like I'm regular. I live like I'm special to God. This is getting too good. See, because if you're born again, God chose you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, if you're saved, God chose you. I already told you, he handpicked you. Can you remember the day you got saved? Was it an overwhelming moment? Did, did a flood of emotions come on you? I, 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 well, I don't care right now. I, 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 I'm going to talk to some brothers. Remember how cool you was when you came to church? 
but when the Holy Ghost came on you and tried to hold yourself together, all of a sudden tears started falling. My God. I, I'm going to talk about me. The cooler I got, the more he broke me down. I'm going to break you down. I, I didn't fall on my back. I fell on my face. I had invited a bunch of people from my job to this revival. They were there, people I work with. I'm like, no, they can't see. I was their boss. You can't see me like this. I'm trying to hang on. Next thing I'm on my face, I'm saying, I got to get up. Those are the things that happen to handpick people. Uh, I got 10 minutes. I remember, I remember, I'm remembering, I'm remembering. I'm remembering being in the youth choir. This is back when choirs was jamming. We used to travel all over singing, you know. And so we were, we were in East St. Louis, Illinois. Not Missouri, East St. Louis, Illinois, right over the river, across the river. And our choir was, we had a bad choir too. We was bad, we was bad. And I'm in the choir stand. And I, I don't, I don't, I've never been, I hadn't been taught any of this. I'm in a Baptist church. Nothing wrong with Baptist churches, just my testimony. And so I'm in the choir stand and something coming on me. I don't know what it is. But I know I got to get out of here. So I'm, it was a big choir stand. It was a big choir. I'm trying to get out of the choir stand. Next thing you know, I'm running and folk chasing me. I ran through the doors of the church. I kind of remember that. And somebody caught, some people caught me. And I'm on my back. And it's Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. And I'm like, what? They said, what was you saying? I said, I don't know. What was I saying? They were saying, you were saying all kind of gibberish stuff. We don't know what you were saying. I was speaking in tongues. Those are the things that happen to special people. That God reaches over somebody else and says, I'm going to touch you. I don't care if nobody taught you what tongues is. I'm going to teach you myself. I don't care if nobody told you what's special. I'm going to let you know right now today, you're special to me. No matter where you go in this world, you'll never forget the day I touched you. The day I let you know you're special to me. Because I marked you and you will never be able to get away from the fact that I marked you. You belong to me and you're going to live with me and I'm going to use you for my glory. Somebody lift your hands in this place. Somebody needs to be touched by God. Somebody needs to know you're special. The devil been lying to you for so long and you've been swallowing them and believing every lie he told you. But I came this morning with a word from the Lord. You're special. You're special. John 15, 16. Jesus is speaking now. He says, ye have not chosen me, but I chose you. <laughs> you didn't choose God. He chose you. 
That's why you can't get away. I know it. I ran to, whew, I don't know how many different states. Army, North Carolina, uh, Kentucky, South Carolina. Everywhere I went, I ran into God. Couldn't get away from him. The last time I ran into him and he shook my world was on 10th Street in Waukegan. Come on, somebody. I'm in this club. A, a marijuana drug transaction needs to take place. It's too loud. We go in the alley. You ready to make this transaction? All of a sudden, I see this bright light. I see y'all see that? <laughs> I promise you, I ain't lying. Y'all see that? No, man, chill. I'm like, no, no. Something ain't right. <laughs> I knew it was God because I'd had them before. I'm talking to somebody that don't know God has been tapping you on the shoulder at 3 o'clock in the morning. Stop staying in the bed. Get up like Eli. Get up like Samuel, rather, and say, God, I want to hear what you got to say. You're special. That's why he's waking you up or trying to get your attention, because you're special. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Let me keep reading this. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. There's more fruit you, I, we have to bear. So we have to live like we're special. He said, then that your fruit should remain, and whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he's going to give it to you. In Mark chapter 9, I got fa to fast forward now. We read the story of the father whose son demons either threw in the fire or threw in the water. <laughs> the father said he did so, or these demons did so, to destroy him. I want you to understand something without being terrified. There will be an element of fear, but it will be healthy fear. Amen. What you need to understand is simply this. Either you're gaining, hear me clearly, either you're gaining in your revelation <laughs> of how special you are to God, or the devil is increasing <laughs> his fear in you. You'll say stuff like, man, the world, I don't know what's going to happen next in this world. Man, it's just, I don't know where you're going to go. Where can you live? It's just dangerous everywhere. See, either you're gaining in your knowledge of your specialness or you're growing in fear. You're growing in fear. And this is what happened to this boy. The father said he's trying, the devil, these demons are trying to destroy him. Let me say it another way. 
The devil cares nothing for you. Write this down. Just simple words. Satan hates me. Just write it down. Satan hates you. And, 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 as, and, as, and as simple as that sounds, it needs to be said that way because today we got people that worship Satan because they think he's just, he's, he's been getting a bad rap. He ain't that bad because I prayed to him. He did some good stuff for me. He's tricking you. He's lying to you. Satan hates you. He's trying to destroy you. He does not think you're special. Or he doesn't think you deserve to be special. Remember, he's the one that wanted to be more special than everybody else. So you know he don't like you. Finish my point. Luke 22, 31 and 32. Running out of time. And the Lord said to Simon, 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 behold, Satan, who hates him, hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for thee, that thy faith fail thee not. Uh, and when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Jesus said, Peter, let me just tell you straight up. <laughs> Satan hates you, man. He asked me, matter of fact, in, in, the, in the Greek, it, 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 it reads, he demanded to have you. Think about that for a minute. Satan going to demand Jesus. Give him Peter. You know, that's some boldness, ain't it? I demand you give me Peter. I demand you let me have him. But notice what Jesus said. He didn't say I said no. He said, I prayed for you. Don't miss it. Being special to God means all God has to do is say a few words over you to preserve your life. Even while you're in the hand of your enemy. Come on, lift your hands right there. See, that's part of the revelation I got this past month. You can have all this stuff going on in your life that the devil is doing. But as long as I'm speaking well over you, he can't kill you. As long as I'm praying for you, you're going to make it. I'm telling somebody, you're about to make it through whatever it is you're going through. You're about to come out of whatever it is the enemy has you gripped by that you feel like you cannot escape. All you need to know is if Jesus is praying for you, you're going to come out, and then you're going to strengthen somebody else through what you just went through. The Listen, God don't have to take you out of the devil's hand. God is strong enough to speak to the devil while you're in his hand. Yeah. 
I don't care if the devil got his fingerprints on your forehead. If Jesus is praying for you, remember my testimony? Remember I was thinking you, he ever liveth to make intercession. If nobody else is praying for you, Jesus is praying for you. You're going to make it. If everybody in the world stops praying for you, you're still going to make it because you're special. You're special because Jesus is praying for you. He never stopped praying for you, and the devil can't do nothing about it. Somebody shout, I'm going to make it. I said shout it. I'm going to make it. Shout it. I'm going to make it. Jesus is praying for me. Jesus is praying for me. So, as I close this, when Jesus says Satan wants to sift him as wheat, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the separating the chaff from the wheat. It, it, it was an Old Testament practice or Old World practice of, of, sh- of winnowing where they, they shake the chaff really violently to, and, 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 and the, the heavy wheat falls to the ground and the chaff blows away in the, in the, in the wind. And, 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 the, and the analogy in, in the revelation is the devil wants to shake you till there ain't no fruit left on you. Woo! Right on point, man of God. You're right on time. The enemy wants to shake you until there's no fruit left on you. He wants to shake your marriage and shake your family and shake your finances and shake your business and shake the church until ain't nothing left but gossip and garbage. Ain't no praise in the church. You don't praise, you complain. He want to shake you until ain't no fruit left in your life. He want to shake you until you ain't got no strength to do anything good for God. He want to shake you until everything, all the strength you had, you use your strength to get high and do drugs and gamble. You ain't got no strength to serve God because the devil is shifting you. So when we get here, we ain't got no strength. So we constantly testify, pray my strength in the Lord. He he demanded, Satan's demanding to see who has fruit. He's demanding. You know why he wants to shake you? This is what he's been doing. He did it to Job. He does it. He wants to prove to God, you ain't no good to him. You ain't special. Ain't no fruit on you. Because, you know, Jesus cursed the fig tree that had no fruit. It wasn't special. Lift your hands. Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on. Get this word. Get this in your spirit. Let the Lord minister to you. Let him heal you. Let there be breakthrough in your life. He wants to shake everything loose from your life that benefits the kingdom so he can tell God, there's nothing special about you. You're normal. You're average. When was the last time you got somebody saved? When was the last time you went and prayed for somebody in the hospital? When was the last time you cast the devil out of somebody? 
Ain't nothing special about you. Let me shake them, God. I'll prove to you. I'll prove it to you. Let me shake them. Let me sift them. But today, there's a change taking place in your spirit. A change taking place in your life. I'm going to live my life like I'm special to God. I'm going to let him use me any and everywhere my feet may land. Because I'm special. And when I realize I'm special, every place the sole of my feet go is special. Jesus prayed that Peter's faith wouldn't fail him. I'm praying today, along with Jesus, that your faith would not fail you. I'm praying today that no matter how hard you're being shaken and sifted, you'll stay in the family. You'll stay on the team. See, God picked you and put you on the team. It may get tough. You may get injured like LeBron James, but you, listen, you may be out a few games, but you can't quit the team. If you need, you might need time to heal. Time out of the game. But you can't quit the team. You can't quit the team. Because you didn't choose to be on the team. You were chosen to be on the team. The team needs you. The team needs your anointing. The team needs your prayers. The team needs your service. The team needs your finances. This is how we live, like we're special to God. Because nobody can pray for the team like you. Nobody wants to see the team succeed like you. <sighs> Today, there's strength coming to you like never before. And the reason it's coming is because specialness must be seen as special. Say it again. Special people must be seen as special people. Even some of our weaker special people who've been given the name special needs people. There are certain things established around them because of their special need. Certain things are built a certain way. Certain things are designed a certain way because they're special. So everyone knows they're special and so they can function as normally as possible with their special need. It's the same way spiritually. You're spiritually special. 
You and I have Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. He has special needs. Holy Ghost needs holiness, holy living, holy Holy Ghost needs holy vessels, clean vessels, clean hands, pure hearts. Holy Ghost has needs so his specialness can be seen. When those things are not in place, it hinders his specialness from being seen and manifested. So therefore, we must create the right environment so the specialness of the Holy Ghost and his gifts can manifest themselves. So the Bible tells us in Acts 19, 11, that God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul God did special miracles. That means there are ordinary miracles, regular miracles, everyday miracles, and then there are special miracles, miracles beyond the ordinary, miracles beyond the run of the mill. Things we should be experiencing every day are regular, ordinary miracles. But then those of us that are special, every now and then there ought to be some special miracles happening at the hands of special people that live a special life, that serve a special God, that realize you got a special anointing. Every now and then there ought to be special miracles. Ooh, God, help me in here today. Every now and then there ought to be special miracles. Somebody ought to be instantly healed of cancer. Is there anybody in here like that right now? Is there anybody in here that has faith with this word to believe that God can do that in your life? Stand on your feet. If you need a special miracle, if you believe the ability to do a special miracle is following the word, you need to stand on your feet right now. Something is about to disappear in your life that should have been there in the first place. I don't care how long you've had it, God does special miracles through special people. Because he put something special in you. And now it's time for it to come out. He put something special in you. And now it's time for it to come out. Lift your hands in this place. Participate in this move of God. Don't stand and wait. Because God did special miracles through Paul. The Bible says aprons and handkerchiefs that had touched his body, when they touched other people, they were healed. They probably may not even expect it to be healed. These are new things that God did. These weren't common things. So somebody was surprised when they got touched. Lift your hands and worship him. Now I know, and I just got to obey God. I know that we still have the lingering effects of COVID-19. And there are numbers, even in this church that we're praying for now, that have been attacked by it. But we're going to live 
like we're special to God. We, 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 didn't, we didn't come in here to act ordinary. So I want you who have the faith to decently, appropriately, and gently put your hand on somebody's shoulder. But before you do it, I want you to believe that you're special. And that when you put your hand on their shoulder, y'all doing it anyway, something is going to happen from God. God's going to do something through you to heal them, minister to them, strengthen them, bring peace to them, break yokes. Demons are going to leave in the name of Jesus. I'm going to live. We're going to live like we're special to God. Devil, you ain't special. Cancer, you ain't special. Sugar diabetes, you ain't special. AIDS, you ain't special. Depression, you're not special. Mental illness, you're not special. We relieve you of your duties. We cancel your assignment. We say leave God's people and leave them now. Leave them now. Leave my brother. Leave my sister. Never come back. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Special miracles. Special. Not ordinary. Special. Unique. Do a unique thing in them. God, if you need to give them new lungs, give them brand new lungs. Brand new. If they need a new heart, give them a brand new heart. Do something special today. Special. Give them brand new kidneys. Special. Do something special. Unique. Out of the ordinary. Supernatural. Undeniably you. Let them leave this service brand new, whole, whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, whole, healed, fresh. Hey, God. Hey, God. Hey, God. Yes, Lord. Special. Special miracles. Special miracles. Special miracles. My God. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward, and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.